0: Section thirty of Monday Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Monday Tales by Alphonse Daudet, translated by Marion McIntyre. Section thirty, the third reading. As true as my name is belleserre and I have my plane in my hand at this moment if papa thiers imagines that the fine lesson he has taught us will be of the slightest use to us it is because he doesn't know the people of paris you see monsieur they may shoot us wholesale transport us export us add cayenne to Satori, and pack the prison ships as close as sardines in a barrel but the true parisian loves a riot and nothing can destroy that taste of his we have it in our blood what would you it isn't politics so much that amuses us but the noise it makes the closed workshops the gatherings the lounging here and there yes and there's another thing i scarcely know how to explain to you to understand it one should have been born where i was born rue de lorient in a carpenter's workshop should have served an apprenticeship from the time he was eight until he was fifteen years old trundling a handbarrow filled with chips along the faubourg. Ah, well, I can truly say I had my fill of revolutions in those days. Little though I was then, standing no higher than these boots of mine, there was nothing lively astir in Paris, but I was sure to be found on the spot, and generally I knew in advance what was afoot. When I saw workmen walking arm in arm through the faubourg, taking up the entire sidewalk while women stood at their doorways chattering gesticulating and a great mob of people issued from the barrier. i said to myself as i wheeled on my chips we are in for it now good enough something's up and in fact there always was going home of an evening i would enter the shop and find it full of people friends of my father's were discussing politics around his bench some neighbors had brought him in the newspaper for in those days you could not buy one for a sou as at present those in the same house who wished to take it clubbed together a number of them and passed it round from story to story papa belleser who was never idle no matter what happened kept his plane angrily at work as he listened to the latest news and i remember too that on such days as those the moment we seated ourselves at the table the mother never failed to say to us keep quiet children your father is out of sorts on account of political affairs you may well believe i did not understand very much of their cursed politics all the same there were a few words that would force themselves into my head through hearing them so often as for instance that rascally guizot who has gone to gand i didn't understand very clearly who that guizot was nor what going to gand might mean but what odds i repeated again and again with the others canaille de guizot canaille de guizot and i was all the more pleased to refer to that poor monsieur guizot as canaille on account of the fact that in my mind i had confounded him with a big scoundrel of a policeman who was on duty at the rue de lorient and made my life miserable for me on account of my barrow of chips there was no love lost between the quarter and that big red-faced fellow children dogs every one was at his heels there was however a wine-seller who used to try to gain him over by slipping a glass of wine to him through a small opening in his shop the big red face would come nearer and nearer with an innocent air and glance from right to left to see that none of his superiors were about then as he passed whew, i've never seen anyone else toss down a glass of wine as quickly as he did sly fellow one had only to lie in wait for the moment when his elbow was raised to his mouth steal behind him and cry out look out sergot the officer's coming the people of paris are all just like that the policeman bears the brunt of everything for every is accustomed to hate these poor devils to regard them as curs if the ministry commit follies, the police pay the penalty, and once a glorious revolution is in progress, the ministry depart for Versailles, the policemen are thrown into the canal. But to return to what I was telling you, whenever there was anything of importance going on in Paris, I was one of the first to know it. On those days, all the small fry of the quarter would hold their meetings too, and together we would go down the Faubourg we could hear people exclaiming, It is at Rue Montmartre, no, at Porte Saint-Denis. Others, whose business took them in that direction, would return furious because they had been unable to pass. Women were seen running towards the baker's shops. Carriage entrances were closed. All this excitement went to our heads. We sang as we passed by. We jostled the little street vendors who were quickly gathering up their goods and their baskets as if it were some terribly stormy day. Sometimes when we reached the canal the bridges of the locks were already turned. Fiacres and trucks were compelled to wait there. Cabmen were cursing, and everyone was uneasy. On the run we would scale the steps of the footbridge which at that time separated the Faubourg from the Rue de Temple. And then we reached the boulevards oh what fun upon the boulevard on the day of mardi gras or on the day of a riot scarcely a carriage to be seen one could rush along at his ease upon the driveway when they saw us pass the shopkeepers of every quarter knew well what it meant and closed their shops quickly we heard the clatter of shutters but once their stores were closed these people would occupy the sidewalk in front of their doors for with the parisian no feeling is stronger than that of curiosity at last we would perceive a black mass the mob itself obstructing all travel there it was but to see it properly one must stand in the first row and i can tell you one was well thumped before he got there however by dint of shoving jostling sliding between the legs of others we at last got where we wanted to be once we had taken our places in front of everybody we breathed more freely and were proud enough and indeed the spectacle was worth all the trouble of getting there no believe me neither m Bocage nor m melan ever gave me such a flutter of the heart as that i felt when looking ahead in an open space at the end of the street i saw the chief of police advancing decorated with his sash i heard the others exclaim the commissaire the commissaire but i said nothing my teeth were tightly closed through pleasure and terror combined what i felt was indescribable i thought to myself the commissaire has come now look out for blows from his club it was not so much the blows from his club that impressed me as that big devil of a man himself with his sash upon his black swallow-tail coat and that huge hat de monsieur he wore which gave him the appearance of being out visiting as it rose in the midst of all those shakos and cocked hats that made a tremendous impression upon me after a flourish from the drum the chief of police began to mumble something he was so far from us that in spite of the intense silence his voice was lost in air and all we could hear was Mm. but we were as thoroughly posted as himself about the riot laws we knew that we were entitled to three readings of the riot act before his stick could whack us at the first reading no one budged an inch we stood there undisturbed our hands in our pockets it is true that when the drum beat the second time some began to grow green and to look right and left to see which way he would pass when the third time came it was like the flight of a flock of partridges there were howls cat cries aprons caps and hats began to disappear while behind them clubs proceeded to belabor on every side ah no there is no play on the stage that could ever give you such emotions as those it was food for seven days talk when we related all this to the others who had not seen it and how proud they were who could say i heard the third reading it must be said however that for the sake of the fun one often risked losing some of his hide just imagine one day it was at point saint eustache i don't know how the commissaire had reckoned but no sooner was the second reading disposed of than the constables set to work clubs in the air i did not remain in waiting for them very long you may believe but all in vain i stretched my small legs to the utmost one of those big devils fell upon me and went for me at such very short notice that after i had felt his stick whiz about me two or three times he ended by giving it to me straight upon the head lord what a whack i had never seen so many stars in my life before they brought me home with a broken head but if you think that made me mend my ways, ah, well, hardly, all the time, poor Mama Belisere was making compresses for me. I never once ceased exclaiming, it isn't my fault, it is that rascally commissaire who played a trick upon all of us. He read the riot act only twice. End of section 30. Recording by Linda Johnson.